Good morning, Evangel. It's a good day, yes? One, two, three. <laughs> That's good. It is a good day. Uh, we're going to start a new series today. And uh, I, I actually really, this one just really matters to me. And uh, I'll explain it as I go. I want to tell the story. And I know every Sunday matters, so I'm not discounting or devaluing the other Sundays. But today, today matters, okay? Turn the person beside you and just go, today matters. Out, out loud. You have to do it out loud. Okay. Today matters. And so, so I just want to pause at this moment. God... At this moment, I'm inviting you to drop into our spirit and mind and and bring our thoughts into line with yours. I'm inviting you to help us to hear your word. Help us to hear what you have to say, each one of us, even me. Help me to hear too. Help me to communicate what you've put on my heart. And I pray that, God, you would do something amazing through it. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're doing this new series, and uh, it's called, it's, I'm just going to tell you straight up, it's called Rediscovering the Fun of Living Generously. Now, don't turn your brain off, okay? Keep your brain on, because I want to explain to you the story of how this happened. Last um, December, uh, it was on a Sunday morning, and of course, most Sunday mornings, we do worship, and we have awesome, just like we just did today, and uh, I usually, I'm sitting right there like I was today, and often when I'm in the middle of worship, I, I often kneel for part of worship, because it's a biblical form of worship, a biblical expression, and it's meaningful to me. And so, so I did today, and, uh, and I, did, I do on other Sundays. And on this particular Sunday, last, I think it was late December or early January, I can't remember, but let's say December. I was, I was there, and I was worshiping on Sunday morning, and I was on my knees, and I felt like, as I was praying and as I was worshiping, I felt like God dropped a sentence into my mind. Now, before I, I tell you all of it, I, I, want to, I want you to know two things about me. Number one, I don't use the phrase God told me very often. I actually really highly value the thought of, of speaking for God, and, and I don't do that very casually. And so often I will say things like, um, I feel like God said, or I, it seems to me that God is leading in a certain direction, and then I, I welcome input from other Christians, and I run it by Scripture, and I do all of those kinds of things and just take time with it, because I just feel like that's a little, it's, there's just an issue of humility there for me. Does that make sense? So, so I don't say that very easily. And number two, the second thing I want you to know is, I actually do believe that God does speak to us. And he does guide us, and he does direct us. And I think this is one of those moments. And so when I feel like God is dropping something into my mind, I, I really pay attention. So there I was, um, right there, right in the, in the front during worship on Sunday morning last December, and I felt like something dropped into my mind, and it seemed like it was from God, and it was a sentence. And that sentence was, I want this church to discover or rediscover the fun of living generously. That's a pretty specific sentence. So I filed it away and I shared it with some people that I trust and I've been praying about it and looking at scripture and talking to different leaders in in our church. And I thought of my own stories of living generously. And I thought about my family's stories of living generously because we have a lot of stories. And I thought, well, I'm just going to let that simmer inside for a little while and and it'll, it'll come when it needs to come. 
So, so as 2017 started, we did some other different series, and we did um, different things, and I didn't plan it this way, but it started to evolve overall into a series of series <laughs> that are about the foundational practices or the basics, the basic rhythms of living out our Christian faith. And so we did in January, we, we did this thing of reading God's Word every day, reading the Bible every day. And then in February and part of March, we did 40 days of, of praying every day, and we, we gave you practical tools. This is how to pray. Do it like this. And then we did the It's Personal series, which was about sharing our faith and just being able to connect with somebody and invite them to be part of a, to be a follower of Jesus. And then we did Easter, of course, which was the most significant weekend of our faith entirely, and, and it's celebrated with Christians all around the world and all throughout history, and it's amazing, this amazing celebration of, of Christ's death and resurrection. And then, of course, last Sunday, last Sunday was awesome. Last Sunday was, was water baptisms and, and communion together. And, and all of these things that, that showed that we're just this thriving church. And these are all basic practices of being a follower of Jesus. These are all foundational things, the rhythms of our faith, reading our Bible, praying, being baptized in water, celebrating communion, sharing our faith. These are the things that that we do over and over again, and each one matters. And as we've been processing through all of that, there's still in the back of my mind this sentence that just kept, it just kept coming up of, of what seemed like God saying, I want this church to discover or rediscover the fun of living generously. And it wouldn't go away. So I knew we were coming up to this series and we were going to start it today. And, and I was starting to get stressed about it. And maybe some of you are starting to get stressed. That's fine. And, uh, and, and I was getting stressed for a few different reasons as I was working on it. Number one, I'm Canadian. Canadians don't talk about money. Number two, I'm a pastor. It looks self-serving when we talk about money. <laughs> and, and number three, my role here is, is, carries some responsibility. I don't just stand up here on Sunday mornings and talk. I, I, I'm responsible for what Evangel does with our lead team. And it's, it's my job to make sure that bills get paid. And, and so I get the numbers every single week, all the numbers that tell the stories of Evangel. And our lead team reviews those numbers every month. And, and you know, it can just become a bit of a pressure. And so I was starting to get stressed. And, and I'm working on this series about living generously, and I wasn't enjoying it at all. Because we're coming up to, you know, budget, it's budget time, new budget starts in July 1st, and, and the numbers aren't what I want them to be, and I, I just want to, and we got to do this and that. And, and I was just really um, feeling the pressure of all of that. And without realizing it, I had transferred the pressure of all of that to this series that I was working on. How many know it's good to stop and pray every now and then? So I did. Yay, me. So I stopped and I prayed. And, and I'll, I'll tell you again, so, this is just a little conversation that I felt like I had with God. And it went something along these lines, okay? So I, I started praying. I go, God, dear God, I'm really fighting with this series, God. I'm really struggling with it. You, you see these numbers. You know the weight that I'm carrying. And, and I know that I have to talk about living generously, but I don't want to. And, and I know it's, you've said that the title is about the fun of it, but it doesn't feel fun right now, God. I'm not enjoying it. So God, if you could just send a miracle along. God, if you could just get some anonymous person out there to write a giant check 
that would just cover everything at Evangel. That'd be awesome. God, if you could just send along a rental that would, that would uh, be recurring so we would know we could depend on it and it would, pay, and it would help. Them. And God, if you could just do that and solve all of these numbers things for me really quickly so that we can talk about what's really important in church, then, then I wouldn't have to talk about money at all. So God, that's my prayer. Have you ever had a time when you're praying and you realize that God is not answering so much as waiting for you to hear what you just said. That, that's what, and then you hear it and you go, oh. And God goes, uh-huh. <laughs> this was one of those times. So I felt like God was looking back at me with this silent question going, so Patty, let me get this straight. If that happened, if I did a miracle for you and if I got some anonymous faceless person out there to write a giant check, or if I sent along the perfect group to rent the church space on a recurring basis so that, you know, you could do what you need to do and you wouldn't have to, then, then you wouldn't do this series. Am I understanding that right, Patty? You wouldn't do this series and, and it wouldn't be needed anymore? And I said, uh-uh. <laughs> and I felt like God said, Patty, I told you I want this church to discover or rediscover the fun of living generously. This is the important stuff. This is part of being a follower of Jesus. And how are people going to figure that out? How are they going to discover it if they don't learn to walk it out? And so I ended my prayer time with, right, sorry, (laughs) amen. So here's my commitment to you. We're doing this series rediscovering or discovering for the first time the fun of living generously. And here's my commitment to you. The purpose of this series is not to pay evangel's bills. And the purpose of this series is not to raise more money. The purpose is to develop a culture here of celebratory financial generosity. The purpose of all of this is to do that both as a church and as individuals within this church, so that we can joyfully see God's provision. So that we can step out and live generously and build our faith, build your faith, build my faith, build all of our faith together, and, and celebrate a culture of generosity here. So there's no guilt, no pressure. That's my, that's my commitment to you, okay? That's my promise to you. The purpose now is to do the same thing that we've been doing with Bible reading, when we've said, let's, let's read our Bibles every day. The same thing we've been doing with prayer, let's pray every day. The same thing we've been doing with sharing our faith, let's share our faith, let's learn how to do that with people every day. And and now we're going to do the same thing with living generously because it's part of being a Christian. And we're going to do it the same way we did reading your Bible and praying. We're going to help you develop a habit and we're going to help you develop that habit in community, all of us together. And if you don't participate, my goal is to make you feel sad at the end that you didn't because you feel like you missed out. Okay, so because here's the thing, there is tremendous, amazing joy in living generously. There actually is. There's actually a whole bunch of fun in living generously, and some of us are missing out on that. And some of us are missing out on that because you have believed the lie that there is not enough. You've believed a lie that that God, when he said he would provide, didn't really mean it. And some of us have believed the lie that everything that we have is ours. 
And if we decide, if we decide to give some of it to God, well, then lucky God, you know, we gave him a little bit. And, and some of us have believed the lie that, that if anybody talks about giving as part of your faith, then really that person is just out to get your money. And, and it's a pretty powerful lie, right? I mean, you can settle even one of those, of those lies in, a, in the head or the mind of a Christian believer. Well, then somehow it's going to then look godly to not talk about money at all. But the Bible talks about money, and it talks about possessions, and it talks about debt, and it talks about saving, and it talks about generosity. And Jesus talked about money, and he talked about possessions, and he talked about debt, and he talked about living generously. So we're going to talk about it too, and we're going to do it through the month of May and cover a few areas, but I want you to know that my goal from the bottom of my heart, my goal is to help every one of us here discover for the first time or rediscover the joy, the fun of living generously. So we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about tithing, um, which is giving 10%. We're going we're to talk about faith. We're going to talk about um, managing God's resources and, and personal financial integrity and all from God's word and all of that stuff. And we're going to live generously together, all of us together, okay? Because this is not about you giving to us or giving to the, the entity that is evangel, because evangel is us, right? If, if there is no us, there is no evangel. How many here go, this is my church? So, some of you just left the church in the last five minutes. But those of you that raise your hands, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to do this all together because evangel is us. And what I'm going to do is I am going to encourage you to respond the same way I always do. The same way that I said, read your Bible, the same way that I said, pray, I'm going to encourage you to respond. But we're also going to respond together, all of us, as a corporate body. Our lead team has made some decisions about how we're going to do that in the month of May, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be exciting, and I'm going to tell you all about it in just a few minutes, okay? So we're going to have some fun doing it, so turn to the person beside you, say, it's going to be fun. Say it as if you believe it. Trust your pastor. It's going to be fun, guys, okay? Here we go. First scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they'll be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Isn't that great? I mean, imagine, imagine if you're rich. It starts off with teach those who are rich in this world. Imagine if you're rich. Go ahead. Just imagine. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, imagine if you're, I mean, obviously, obviously you're not. Obviously, this scripture doesn't apply to any of us here. We're not rich. I mean, there's other scriptures that apply. You know, there's the scripture of cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he careth for you. That one applies. We all have lots of cares. We have things we're worried about. You know, or there's that scripture of come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Oh, yes, that scripture. How many here are tired? You're just tired. 
I just needed a nap, right? That, that scripture, that applies. That, that, one, that one's good. But, but the teach those who are rich in this world, I'm not rich, body. I'm not rich. I'm, I'm a student. I'm a, I'm a parent. I'm a newlywed, Patty. I, I'm, I'm unemployed or I'm, I'm underemployed. I have debt. I, I have less than, you know, so-and-so over there that lives just a few blocks away. I mean, I'm okay. I'm not complaining. I'm doing okay. But, but I'm, not, I'm not rich. It's interesting, that phrase in 1 Timothy chapter 6. It starts off with, with, teach those who are rich in this world. That phrase, rich in this world. A week from tomorrow... I'm heading to Ukraine, and I'm going there for a, a missions trip, and I'm speaking and doing some ministry in churches. I'm really excited about it. It's, it's this place I've been going since 1999, and I feel like I'm home every time I land there, and I just, just love it. And, and this time, I'm going by myself. But over the years, I've taken just a multitude of teams with me to Ukraine, and yes, we are taking a team next year. So if you're interested, start saving your pennies now. But there's always this interesting progression that happens when I take a team with me to Ukraine. And, and some of you might recognize it because we take a team over and we go to, you know, one of uh, uh, like a little village or the towns and we work with orphans or we work with kids that have disabilities or we work with seniors who are just living in abject poverty. We, we go to places that, um, you know, they're just really struggling. Or sometimes we visit like little churches, tiny little churches, and all they need is a few hundred dollars and they could put a roof on before the snow comes or they could, they could do what they need to do as a church. And, and as I take a team there, and we do all of these things, inevitably the team just opens up within, within like a day and we just, we just want to give everything that we have. We want to give the clothes off our back because we're so rich. And then this interesting thing happens. We always go to the city of Kiev on the way back because it's, it's, it's a good bridge to help reduce culture shock coming from there back to Canada. Kiev is the capital city of Ukraine, and it, it's, very, it's very westernized, and, and Kiev is much more like, well, like Montreal, right? And it has, it has souvenirs, and it has, you know, very European chic clothing, and it has um, all kinds of, of little trinkets and things that you need. It's very urban, and, and it's just, and there's all kinds of things there. And it's amazing that when I bring a team back, so here we've just spent two weeks usually, or a week and a half, and, and just giving everything we can because we know we're so rich. And then we get to Kiev, and we start walking around there, and usually it's within about two hours. No kidding. Within about two hours, different members of the team are starting to say things like, well, I really need that. Oh, I, I have to have those things. Well, I don't, I don't have enough money because I have to bring home souvenirs for everybody and they all cost. And well, I don't know if I have enough money and, just, and I don't know if I have enough room in my suitcase for all the things that I need, but I just have to have them. I mean, it's important that we're here. I have to have them. Can I just tell you, it only takes one day, usually about two hours, to go from being rich to being not rich. I don't have enough. You see where I'm going with this, right? Can I just tell you something about this phrase, rich in this world? If you will eat today, you are rich in this world. If you have a place to go and get dry out of the rain today, you are rich in this world. 
If you have an education or the ability to get an education or you can get medical help when you're sick, you are rich in this world. If you are safe, if you have proper clothing, you are rich in this world. And one of the biggest lies that we get told in North America is that we are poor, that there's not enough, that we need more. And, and we live in a culture that, that promotes discontent and promotes greed and promotes comparison. You know, so-and-so has a brand new coffee maker, super fancy, and I just have a regular coffee maker. I need that, that fancier coffee maker, right? Or covetousness. Well, I really want what so-and-so else has. And, and we live in this consumer-based society that sends a constant message. We just get bombarded with messages. You need this, We need this. You have to upgrade to that. You need to buy this. And if you do, it will add to your identity and it will add to your value and it will make your friendships better and it will make your family stronger if you just, that is the culture that we live in. Now listen, listen, listen. Living generously is a really entirely countercultural way of living. Living generously is a joyfully defiant statement that says, I have enough. Living generously is a joyfully defiant statement that says God has enough and God takes care of me. Living generously is this joyfully defiant statement that says my purpose in life is not to feed the consumer machine. My purpose in life is to live by the principles of the kingdom of God. And so it's this joyfully defiant statement of love and freedom and faith and trust and, 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 and uh, contentment and, and an identity and a self-esteem that is determined by God, not by how much money's in the bank. So if you have food to eat and clothes to wear, and a place to live. And I know that not everyone here does. I know that. And so I just want to say there's no shame to that. There's no stigma to that. But most of us do. If you have those things, you are rich in this world. Turn the person beside you and just go, you are rich in this world. Turn the other person, you're rich too. And that means that 1 Timothy 6 applies to you, and it applies to me, and it applies to maybe all of us. So let's just look at it again, shall we? 1 Timothy 6, verse 17, teach those who are rich in this world. Hello, that's us. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to what? Do good. They should be rich in what? Can you change the slide? You're killing me here. They should be rich in and... To those in need, always being what? With others. And by doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true 
life. Now, let's just unpack that just a little bit, okay? I'm going to do this quick. First Timothy is a letter. It's written in the New Testament by Paul, who started a church and then left Timothy behind to pastor it. And it's one of my favorite books in the Bible, First Timothy is, and it's filled with all kinds of practical instruction, like this is what leadership looks like, here's how to teach people how to pray, here's how to teach them what worship is about, um, uh, you got to look after people that are in need. It's very practical. It's a very down-to-earth letter. It's very good for a young, new leader to read. And frankly, some of us older leaders can still learn from it as well. And so part of the instructions that are in this letter is what we just read. So, so I just want to look at it one more time, but I'm going to start a little bit earlier, okay? So just turn the person beside you and go, we're rich. Because I don't want you to forget, because you're going to go, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Okay, we're rich, okay? First Timothy 6, verse 9. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Well, that's not good. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Well, that's, that's sobering. And then down to verse 17. Just help me read it, would you? Teach those who are rich in this world. Who is that? Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to what now? They should be rich in, and they should be to those in need, always being ready to with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Okay, we're going to visit this scripture over and over again through the month of May. Okay, we're going to use other scriptures as well, but we're going to, that first line, teach those who are rich in this world. That's the basis of it all because you and I are rich in this world, which means we just need to learn how to handle it. So, so here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to look at different scriptures every Sunday, but, but we're also going to be really practical and participative and interactive. And so our ushers have a bunch of these beautiful little pink or purple cards, depending on what color you want to call it. And they're going to hand them out right now. And, and just, just take one, and, and you can take it with you, and you can bring it home. It's going to kind of explain a little of what we're doing. And you can listen to me. I'll keep talking while you get these little cards, okay? We're going to be um, practical and interactive, just like we were with the Bible reading when we said, let's, let's read our Bibles every day. And then we, we said, let's pray every day. I'm going to invite you just like I did with that. Just like I said, why don't you read your Bible with me every day? Just go ahead, pass them out. Just like I said, pray every day. We're going we're gonna to develop this habit of living generously every day. Okay. And there's different tools that we're going to use. Okay. I'll, I'll walk you through the card in a moment, but there's different tools we're going to use. Number one, at the resource zone, we have several copies of the book called How to Be Rich, which is a hilarious title by, by Andy Stanley. And, and we're, we're using part of that as a source. You can buy that from the resource zone if you want. If you're a person that doesn't like to read, you want to watch videos instead, you have a Right Now Media subscription that is free to you. And there are videos that correspond with that, that you can watch on your own time. 
I would also suggest, if you're really interested in it, there's two other books there that are a little bit difficult, harder to get in print, but we can, you can download them if you want. I did and read them. One is called uh, The Key to Everything by Jack Hayford, and one is called The Treasure Principle by Randy Alcorn. And, and there's other stuff. So there's resources there that you can use if you want to. Um, on Facebook, we've reactivated our online devotional group. And so a bunch of you have already said, I'm in. And if you're in, then every day there's going to be little moments, little things shared about living generously. We're going to, we're going to share with each other the stories of things that we're doing so we can celebrate together. But we're also going to be intentional, all of us together and individually, okay? Because we said evangel is all of us, right? Say it with me. Evangel is all of us. Okay, and then there's also evangel, there's every individual that's here. So on both those levels, together and individually, we're going to walk out this living generously, and we're going to do it over the next four weeks starting today. Now, here's how this is going to look. Some of you are going to come to me after and go, can you explain it again? And I will, okay? So on the side that says rediscovering the fun of living generously, here's how this is going to look. All of us together. So you don't have to do this. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. Every Sunday when we take an offering, including the one we took today, from all of our undesignated funds that comes in during that. So if you designate to the mortgage or you designate to missions, not that, that will still go where it's supposed to go. But anything that goes to our general fund, to undesignated funds, this is what's going to happen with it during the month of May. You ready? First of all, 10% is going to go to our district office. We tithe to our district office. Now, let me explain. We already do this. Just a bunch of you didn't know it. Okay, so we are part of a fellowship of churches across Canada called the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada and is divided into districts and we are in the Quebec district and our district office is located in Longueuil and it's not just another level of bureaucracy. I had coffee with our district, super, our district secretary treasurer this week and, I, and we were just chatting over coffee and I said, can you please tell me what is it that you do when we, when our church, all of us together, we tithe to the district, we give 10% of everything that comes into the district. Can you tell us what, what happens with that? What, what are we giving to? So he gave me a list. I'm going to share it with you. I'm only going to read it once. So listen up. Okay. This is what our district does for us. They provide support and resources and tools and training for youth and kids ministry for churches all across Quebec. They provide for pastors training and coaching and mentoring and conferences to help us learn and to help us be better pastors. They also provide counseling um, or personal or emergency support for pastors and their families in Quebec. That's good, right? They also support Bible colleges so that someday when I get old and retire, there's somebody else that can take the reins and can lead this church. You don't let your brain go too far down that road. Um, they also, there's lots of little churches in Quebec or new churches who aren't as fully established as we are and they need a little help. They need a little financial subsidy or sometimes they have a financial crisis and they, they just need some help and our district helps with that with what we give. Our district leaders give us guidance on how to navigate, you know, government issues and legal issues and constitutional issues and they, they help us when we, when we need help in, in training a new board or, or dealing with conflict management or anything like that, that our district means we're not alone. 
And it means that no other church in Quebec is alone and no other pastor is alone. We support each other and our district office facilitates how that works. So, so 10% of undesignated funds goes to our district, okay? 5% then, next line, 5% goes to our missions and outreach fund. Now, this is still all from the offerings we take on a Sunday morning. 5%. Evangel currently supports 10 global workers. We support missionaries in Eurasia, Guatemala, Haiti, Uganda, India, Kenya, South Africa, and Ukraine. Cool, right? And we give $70,000 a year towards missions around the world. And, and we have general parameters for how we do that. We tend to give towards uh, people that are, are part of Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. We tend towards that. And it's usually either they're involved in leadership training or, or pastoral training, or they're involved in helping at-risk kids or youth or women. Kind of breaks down into those two categories. So, so 5% of our undesignated offerings will go towards what we've already committed to missions in the month of May. And then another 5% is going to go to our debt, to our mortgage. Is there any anyone that doesn't understand that. Okay, debt, we all got that. We have a mortgage. Okay. And then the last 5%, we're going to set it aside. Now, this is the fun part. This is the part that you're going to come to me and say, I don't understand. Okay. For the month of May, 5% of our undesignated offerings, anything that comes in on a Sunday or during the week that isn't designated, 5% of that is going to be set to one side. It's going to accumulate. And during the month of May, we are going to present to you three different projects that we don't currently support. Three projects, each of which could really benefit from a one-time gift. And we're going to tell you about what they are so you can pray about them. And then, you ready? Are you excited? Three of you are excited. On the last Sunday in May, whoever is in church on that day, anybody, kids, youth, adults, whoever's in church on that day, you get to vote on one of those three projects. And we're going to take the 5% that's been accumulated. We're all just going to give it to that one that you all vote for. Okay. That's what's going to happen on that. But you have to be here. Don't come to me on Saturday and say, I'm not coming church Sunday. Can I cast a vote? No, you can't. Anybody that's here, any physical body that is here in the building, the last Sunday in May, you get to vote, okay? That's what we're going to do as Evangel Together. Say it with me, Evangel Together. Evangel Together. Okay, turn the person beside you, say, we're rich. Okay, there you go. So what I'm inviting you to do, I'm going to invite you to follow that same pattern with Evangel individually. So you as a person okay? Each of us as individuals. In the same way that we invited you to read your Bible with me in January, in the same way that I invited you to pray with me for 40 days in February and March, I'm inviting you along with me personally to rediscover or discover for the first time the fun of living generously. And I'm inviting you to do it in the same way that we all of us together are doing. So, For example, this is the second column. In your income this month, and I just want to tell you, this is what Jeff and I are doing, okay? In our income this month, 10% goes to Evangel's general fund. It's a tithe. This is what Jeff and I do. It's what our lead team does. It's what all our staff does. Tithe, 10% to our church's general fund. Then 5% of your budget, you can give it to missions and outreach. Now, you can give it to missions and outreach here at this church, 
story, you can, you can pick your own. As long as it's something that's do good, love each other, reveal Jesus, it's outside of yourself, it's something intentional, something that matters to you, give 5% outside of yourself to some version of missions and outreach. 5% goes to your own debt because we got debt. Okay, some of you have credit card debt, student loans, mortgages, whatever, 5% of your own budget to your own debt. And the last 5%, you put aside for yourself and you just do that all month long. And at the end of the month, you get to do whatever you want with the 5% that you set aside. You can give it away. You can take your family out for some family time. You can have a date night if you want. You can do, I don't care. You can buy a new TV. But you've set 5% aside all through the month of May. So we're looking at debt, we're looking at savings, and we're looking at living generously, okay? And what I'm asking you to do is, would each of us do this as individuals as we do it together as a church? Semi make sense? How many of you are going to come to me after and say, could you explain that one more time? Okay, okay. Ask me, and I will. Send me an email, and I will explain it again. But listen, listen to me, okay? Two more minutes. I think, actually, that God has something really exciting for us as a church. I I really think that this sentence that dropped into my head last December and that wouldn't go away, I want this church to discover or rediscover the fun of living generously. I think that was a thought from God. And, and I think that God has something in mind for us, something that many of us have never experienced, and that's why it's a discovery. <laughs> and that's why it's fun. And, and I think God is going to show us what happens when individuals and when a church discovers the hugeness of God's generosity. And I think, actually, that it's part of being in year one of the next hundred years. I, this church is starting a whole new century, and we're part of it. We're part of a whole new century. And last week's fifth Sunday showed us that we are thriving. We are growing. We've got so many things to celebrate. We can hardly stand it. And I suspect that living generously is going to be a hallmark of who this church is as we move into our second century of existence. I think that it's something that God is calling us to, and I'm inviting you to be a part of it. And I'm telling you, I think you're going to be sad if you miss it. So here's how we're going to end. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. Hold your little card. Hold out your hands if you feel comfortable as a sign of openness to God. And and we're going to pause at this moment and we're going to ask God to speak to each one of us. So God, at this moment, we pause We're asking you to drop into our hearts what it is that you have for each of us during the month of May. And we just pause, God, and consider, okay, if I was going to give 10% to the general fund, what what would that look like? If I was going to give 5% of my income to some form of missions and outreach, where would I give it? 
If I was going to give 5% towards my own debt to reduce the debt that I'm carrying in my life, uh, that'd be good. If I was going to give 5% and just set it aside, what would I set it aside for? What might it look like? And some of us here are going, I, I can't give that much. Okay. God, show us what percentage we can give. Some of us are saying, I already do that. Okay. God, would you like a higher percentage? God, we're inviting you to speak to us right now. It's just, just for one month, just for May. And as you're just pausing and listening for God, here's, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to let me know if you're in. If you are standing here and you go home today and you go, I'm in, would you send me a message either through our Facebook page or my email address is on the card or you can leave your name at Get Connected because I'm going to write down the name of every person who says I'm in. I'm not going to check, but I'm going to write down your name and I'm going to pray for you every day. We're going to pray for you that God will provide, that God will do miracles, that God will show you the fun of living generously and that God will protect your mind and help you to take a stand against the lie that says there's not enough. So let me know if you're in. So God, as we close this service this morning, we close for, on a note of, of thankfulness for all that you've given us, all that you've provided for us. Thank you for Marjorie's healing. Thank you, God, for just all the ways you've answered our prayers over and over again. And now we're walking out of here, God, with a challenge just a really down-to-earth challenge, and you're going to help us navigate that, and we're going to listen to you. But we're also going to walk out of here and go to our workplaces and our families and our schools and our neighborhoods. We're asking you that you would help us to carry Jesus well as we go. God, would you help us to do good and love each other and reveal Jesus in our world this week? We, we sang a song this morning that said, with all I am, in your grace I stand. Help us to walk and stand in that river of amazing grace that you give us. Help us to carry Jesus well. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Everybody said together, amen. Turn the person beside you and go, she says we're rich. God bless you. Make sure you let me know if you're in, even if you've already been in all along, let me know so we can add you to the list. Go downstairs, grab a coffee at the Connect Cafe. Have a great week. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.